if you like podcasts about bear attacks, motivational Tom Hiddlestons, and fantasy stories in space, then you've come to the right place. This is What the Fick. <laughs> what a story, Mark. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Are you kidding me? What the fick? Hello and welcome to What the Fick. This is our very first episode of a podcast where we take random words, turn them into prompts, and try to make something sensible out of the nonsense. My name is Renee. Hi, I'm Katie. And we are your writing team and resident sufferers for your entertainment. Uh, Since this is our first episode, why don't we go ahead and tell the audience a little bit about ourselves. Katie, you want to start? Sure. Uh, my name's Katie. I'm a senior in art school right now. Um, I'm studying digital art. My portfolio is based off costume design. I'm also an avid writer and now attempting to be a podcast hoster thing. We'll see how this goes. And then my already busy thesis schedule. Renee, it's your turn to be awkward. Go. Well, I'm just awkward anyway. Hi, I'm Renee. <laughs> Uh, I am a housewife with way too many crafts and interests on my plate. I sew, I crochet, I apparently do jewelry work now. That's new. Um, and write, and apparently now I podcast. So, yeah, that's exciting. Um, as I kind of alluded to uh, a few minutes ago, what we do is kind of like a reverse uh, Mad Libs sort of thing, where instead of taking the writing prompt and then slotting words into it we are taking random words and using that to build off of and for this particular episode we're going to start with setting we're going to do setting today and then we're going to do some more uh character episodes and then we're not quite sure if we're going to do short stories in that world with those characters or if we're going to do a longer narrative i think we're just going to play it a little by ear Um, But hopefully it's interesting and uh, it's maybe cathartic for you uh, writers out there that kind of sit and stare at a blank piece of paper or blank screen and just cannot get the words to come. Um, Hopefully it'll be fun and entertaining for you. Uh, Our first prompt today comes from a a little five-year-old named A.W., friend of the show, Um, and she's provided us with a very interesting prompt so oh, we... good lord <laughs> that's great it should be uh should be fun and exciting um, so when you when you say interesting uh what kind of interesting are we are we talking are we talking about the interesting that um you know happens at hogwarts or the the interesting banging your head on the table during fourth period uh algebra yes <laughs> <laughs> um yes I, I i don't know we're going to find out um for you ladies and gents with younger children, we are attempting to keep this episode and the following ones at a G to PG level. However, I'm a crazy college student and we both partake in shenanigans, so we're just going to hope there aren't any slip-ups. 
Yeah, um, we're going to try to keep the language especially to a minimum because we are pulling a number of these prompts from children, um, which, real quick, uh, the reason we're using children is because we tried to do this with uh, like a random word generator online. And it didn't work. Despite being called a random word generator, it was all the words kind of fit together in a very logical way, and that's just not what we're trying to do. Um, so there's a that's randomness. It. There's a randomness that comes with with childhood that I think is much more promising, and I think you would agree with that, Katie. Oh, uh, definitely. Um, as a severely ADHD person myself, um, the random word generator was a child's play so to speak ironically uh, enough yeah um okay so before we get into the words real quick uh one thing that i think we're gonna have to settle or decide is are we looking to make this setting a sort of modern day setting or a modern day um parallel sort of setting not necessarily our world but very similar levels of technology are we looking to make this uh historical fiction fantasy um i think i know what my answer is gonna be given this particular setup but i want to hear your thoughts pink and purple polka dotted dragons (laughs) written by sentient alligators but you know okay so so you're in the uh fantasy uh, surreal anything can go kind of category always Um, which which is about what I'm too. So uh, I think before we get into the list, we're also going to need to establish a code word to get us back on track, because otherwise we're, yeah. we're never um, going to get to it. So this isn't uh, mine and Renee's first delve into creative writing by any, by any means. No. Uh, Renee and I both have stories that we've been developing with characters and settings and worlds and, you know, all of that crazy character and world building stuff for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've been playing back and forth and we thought this would be a good way, just a good way to keep our skills up and maybe share some of that knowledge with other people. And just to be clear, we are not uh, professional authors. We're not published. We just do this for fun and for our own amusement and hopefully yours. I like to think that we're a pretty entertaining pair, uh, whether we try to be or not. Or not. Uh, this is also a really good way uh, to get around writer's block. For sure. I think the one way that you uh, that you keep improving is just to keep writing every day. But uh, something that my professor actually brought up, I'm an art major, and being creative is really draining and it's really exhausting. This is just a, kind of a fun way to, I mean, it's easier to run a mile if you have a buddy and if you're alone. Also, less bear attacks, I think, but uh, I digress. (laughs) Well, you know, that's why we need our guns in schools, bear attacks. Um, That's going to be our safe word, by the way. It's just going to be bear attack. Uh, Yeah, so if we say bear attack, we've gone too far into the woods. We need to get back to the path. That's that's what it is. Into the woods! Into the woods! Nope. (laughs) We don't have money to pay the mouse. Um, Anyway, bear attack. Uh, <laughs> so our um, our list today, the categories that we gave to AW were name, a size descriptor word, a number, random number, uh, three adjectives, two nouns, and a verb. Now, the name she gave us was Shika, S-H-I-K-A. This is funny. You're going to say where your mind went. So, um, 
so I speak a bit of Japanese, not as good as I used to be, but um, shika is actually the Japanese word for deer, which I was heavily amused by because now I'm envisioning like a town that worships deer. Uh, so so shika, which bunting. I <laughs> bunting. Uh, yeah, Katie's story that she's working on involves this enormous Irish elk style battle reindeer named bunting after snow buntings, which are very cute and very tiny and pretty much the opposite of this thing. So that's great. Um, I think he's cute. He is very cute. I like, I like bunting a lot. Fair attack. Fair attack. (laughs) Okay. So our random number is two. Our adjectives are cold, brown, and wooden, which go together way better than they usually do with a five-year-old. Our nouns, however, are sink, like a sink that you wash your hands or your dishes in, and hair. And our verb is play. And from Oh, this could go so many different ways. <laughs> we're gonna try to keep it child-friendly. We're gonna real try. Um, so let's look at these here words. Um, Alright, so... Renee told you where her mind went when she went to Shika, um, to the deer and all of that. But my my mind went, has she been playing Legend of Zelda recently? Because in the new game, they have something called a Shika Slate. Um, and it's basically an iPhone that Link takes selfies with. And it has a map and stuff. It's basically, like, I just, I would have loved to have been in that production meeting. Okay, what are we going to get give him so they can, he can know... How to get around, or, you know, how are we going to do this teleportation thing? GPS. And somebody's like, iPhone. give him an iPhone. Dude, <laughs> this isn't, like, iPhone. But make, like, an eye on it. <laughs> Wait, is it just, like, a picture oh, of an eye? Well, it looks like an eye. It looks like I, I will, I'm going to show you. It's like an eyeball. Okay. Well, that's exciting. The picture. Okay. It's literally an iPhone. Oh, my God. It is. It's just an iPhone with an eyeball on it. What? What? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I just know that we got a couple hours in class the other day. Somebody brought it. We all took turns playing it because art school is awesome and terrifying because I'm not going to get to sleep tonight. Oh, that's very sad. Um, okay. But so Shika is clearly going to be the name of our setting, right? Okay. For whatever variable, whatever, uh, whatever that means, whatever we decide it means. Country, town, continent, whatever. And it then- could also be the world. Right, right. So it's it's the land of Shika. Right. So so Shika is the name of the place, and we just have to decide what that means. Figuring out the rest of this stuff. Okay. Um. So Shika is the place, and I think if we've got tiny, I think because we're looking at doing what two protagonists. Dude, we could have deer centaurs. Okay, I like where you're going with this. Let's hang on. Let's get there. Um. They can have cute little spots. Hang on. So, uh, size is tiny. So I'm thinking whatever our sort of focus location is, maybe it's a tiny town or a tiny village within this larger realm. Because I think that gives us some room to play with. Yeah. yeah. Um, Because we, I mean, we were talking about having roughly two protagonists and we said one antagonist and and I'm going to talk to you later about that. Um, See if we still want to do one or two. Um, And the reason that we were going to do two that we were talking about doing too is um, if we're going to be brainstorming dialogue, it's going to be a little bit easier for us to kind of each sort of take a character and and sort of talk it through a little bit rather than um, just kind of being all over the place and, and unfocused. Um, or at least that's the idea. 
it may completely fail and just not work out at all. And I'm okay with that. But I'm trying to have some semblance of structure because uh, on our own, we just, we won't. Um, without some sort of external structure and set of rules, we will not bear attack, you know. That kind of thing. Um, so, so yeah. So, I think if we have a, a tiny town or village or forest or something like that that is our focus for the main characters, and then we have Sheikah be sort of maybe the, the world or the continent or the country. I, I think we should make it uh, the world or the realm or whatever because um, because of the possibility of this being a continuous story mm-hmm. instead of just self-contained and I feel like if we name like the country that or the village that or whatever I, I feel like that's narrowing our field too much I mean if we do go to a different country we always have uh, the opportunity to do this again with a new setting oh, that's true, but that's I, I think you're right in thinking that a, a village or a town or a city is too confining for this yeah project because we don't know what we're going to do um so deer yeah centaurs <laughs> you're just pushing those deer centaurs yes yes uh, i am okay so so we have a tiny um do we want to actually pick a noun to go with that a tiny village uh, do centaurs need a village no. well, i know the ones in your story do but okay. deer are different than horses um <laughs> But we're also talking about something that's half human. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, uh, and they don't really have a village per se, but I haven't really nailed all of it down yet. Um, uh, yeah, we could go with village, or the protagonist could be small. Well, but we we would do that on character creation. Oh, right, because this is the setting. This is this the is setting. setting. I'm sorry. Um, so characters are my favorite part. If- later, later oh. characters, later. Um. So so yeah so let's say village uh, and we'll get to your your deer centaur stuff later. I like the idea. I do. Um, but I also like the idea of there being multiple different species or races available. Oh, yeah. So totally. so um, gotta get those jackalopes in there. Um. Okay. So we have a tiny town in this. We'll say land. We'll say land for right now. Um. Called Sheikah. Um. Ooh 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 ooh. Do it we could have- be. Inside a dormant volcano. Well, let's... Maybe like on not, the top of it. I would say not dormant, though. I think dormant would be a little too risky. But it could be inside a crater. Could have... It could be a crater um, that, like, used to be a volcano and is just sort of yeah. worn, worn down. Yeah, that, that, that's what I meant. Okay, so not like not like a dormant volcano like, you know, Mount St. Helens like, was a dormant volcano. Below, right. Like a child flew, but, like, no. it's not waking back up. Yeah, yeah, So I think maybe if it's worn down so it's still a little elevated, but it is a crater. Yeah. But it's got, like, the curve, and there's the crater, and it has this nice, defendable thing, except... I mean, it does put them in a bit of a less-than-desirable defensive situation, but maybe they've just... Maybe maybe they're so tiny, nobody cares. Maybe that's what it is. They're maybe so nobody thinks to climb up this... <laughs> this giant crater? <laughs> this giant crater, they're like... Nah, man. Who's who's gonna oh, live there? That's so weird. Oh, this could be like no. This could totally be set in our world, and everybody's like, "Nah, we don't go up the mountain." Like, are you sure that's a mountain? I'm pretty sure that's a volcano. No, no. it's just a mountain. Weird stuff happens there. Some lone kid goes up it. Um, that would be this like radioactive that... or something? Is that... there was people, dear? <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, it's really Mount Olympus. It's... <laughs> no, Mount Olympus being a volcano would make sense because you've got a Hades underneath. Okay. 
Okay. So, so let me get this straight. We want to make a crater that used to be a volcano that's really Mount Olympus, and it's called Shika and is populated by deer centaurs. Yes! Sure! What the fick? Why not? <laughs> that's how I'm, I'm getting around swearing. I'm just going to throw out the title of the show. Uh, you know you're going to get some little kid in trouble because they're going to go in. And they're gonna be at story time, and they're gonna something's gonna be said that they disagree with, and they're just gonna really loudly be like, "What the heck?" Okay, when they're young, so they're not gonna be able to pronounce it correctly. It's gonna come out wrong, and then they're gonna get in trouble. <laughs> all right, to all the small children in the audience, do not use the phrase "What the fick?" It's not good. There, there's my disclaimer. <laughs> there's my disclaimer. Okay. Okay. So number two. To what? Number two. That's, that's, we have a number. It's two. What do we do? Um, there are two, and this is setting. Right. There are two, um, rivers running through this crater. There are two, uh, there are two vastly different cultures. There are two vastly different races. Mm. There are two suns in the sky. There are... Ooh, I like the two suns. I like that, actually, a lot. Um, like, maybe they're, um, actually this is gonna segue kind of into our next one. So, um, the the next adjective is cold. So maybe they have two suns, but they're really far, um, so the, the planet that they're on maybe is just far enough away where they get enough heat to support life but not all enough to keep it green all the time. Okay. So maybe they have like a larger um, Arctic or Antarctic style region. Maybe this crater is in that region. If we're and gonna... we're gonna be looking at fox centaur. No, but deer because she goes. Okay. Well, um, I mean reindeer, caribou. Oh my gosh, that would be so cute. They would little tiny muskets. If we're having two suns, we need to keep in mind that they will probably have a lot of daylight. Yes. <laughs> that and two or like twin sun deities possibly that they follow maybe this causes some i don't know so issues or maybe it doesn't um so i have to see if this is a thing that we can really if this is a thing that happens but what if the two suns are two different colors of star and so yeah. there's like a duality of like um i i, I don't know that i want to play with a gender duality because that seems boring if i'm gonna if we're making like this yeah. fantasy other yeah. planet but but some sort of duality between those deities um uh, I don't know. We'll have to think on that. But I like that idea a lot. Like, I really, really like that idea. Okay, so so their area is very cold. Um, they have these two suns <clears throat> in this tiny little village in a crater somewhere. Excuse me. Uh, the next adjectives are brown and wood. And this is where I think we get a little bit tricky because does this place have trees? Is it still warm enough to support things like evergreens, for instance? Do you I, think? I think it would be either that or... Um, you could have petrified wood, which is cool. I mean, yeah, they could have imported a... from other places. They could have a petrified forest. Yeah, that maybe, would be really. Maybe cool. if they do have a a a river area or an area that's very um damp, because that's really where you get the petrified wood is you know water carrying minerals. So maybe what if the crater was up against other mountains and there was mm-hmm. like a river coming down from the other mountains and into the crater into the crater and then maybe out through a, a little area the other side Mm -hmm. or like there maybe there's a lake at one end of this crater real big crater um 
And so maybe one area used to be forest and then the river rerouted and came through that area and flooded it enough that you got this sort of petrified forest and then maybe the rest of the crater is regular like evergreens, pines and firs and, and things like that. And then maybe that, that petrified forest is a sacred place to them. Yeah, yeah, that would, yeah. Especially because if you had that petrified forest, it would be a fairly open land, I think, if all the trees had kind of been sort of flooded, killed off. I think maybe that's a good place to see solar phenomena. Yeah. You know? Um, and we'll have to, if it's something like Aurora Borealis, we need to decide, is this like a tribal society or is it a cont- self-contained, like, um, metropolis-esque society? I'm leaning more towards the tribal and is the reaction to these phenomena positive or negative? So I, I, I get what you're saying about the tribal, but I'm wondering, since we're looking at have, having different species there if maybe because we're joking about people don't go up to the crater but what if there's a reason people don't go up to the crater maybe that's like a refuge for something yeah that'd be cool and so instead of it being like a tribal culture that just lives there maybe it is a um maybe it's a refuge where you get all kinds of different people and so it's this mishmash of different cultures cultures and languages and and habits and so maybe sort of whatever their sun worship is maybe that's sort of what binds them together a little bit so it's like and i imagine they would have to have some sort of like misfit toys kind of yeah so like you don't really go up to the mountain if you've got much going for you you don't go up the mountain you end up the mountain like denny's exactly (laughs) we are not naming this town after denny's i'm sorry denny's (laughs) I like, I like Denny's, I've done enough marching band in my youth that the ending up at Denny's is completely legit. My band people out there, especially those in the Texas area, you know what I'm talking about. After football games, you get back, you get everything put away, you get changed, and it's one in the morning and you're starving, and you just end up at the Denny's. Because Denny's never closes. It's run by vampires. Don't start me on another short story, man. Don't do it. Let's do it. No, I mean, I, I need more for my collection, so don't do not do it. Um, Okay, so yeah, so you, you, you end up in this town. What is this town actually called then? And please don't say Refuge or Haven, because I am so over that. Uh, I, um, Lost? I don't know. That was a TV show. Uh, it was good for a couple seasons, and then things got really weird. Yeah, it's like they kept trying to talk themselves for weirdness. It's like, can you just not? It's television in the show. They went from plot, a character-driven plot to a two plot-driven characters. Yeah. It's never a good way to go. Um, Bear attack. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Okay. So. Okay, so I'm assuming that once you go up the mountain you don't, you're not, like, allowed to leave. uh, I I would imagine more that there's a some sort of waypoint where you you don't pass that waypoint unless you're accepted because I yeah. imagine it's very hard to get up to this place, which is why it so works as a refuge. Except not. Um. So like, and it doesn't have to be a real word. We can make it up. Our whole land is named Sheikah. It could be whatever. Okay. Karna. Run that one Kosi. by. Are you just making up sounds now? 
Karna, um, Osi, okay. Kamali. So for our listeners, a uh, great, great, great resource here is um, BehindTheName.com. It's a real good way to get random names, but it's mostly for pieces, or for people, excuse me, rather than for places. Um, but I'm going to run through and, and do this anyway. Let's just make something up. Do the thing! Uh, for our listeners wondering about the difference between bear attack and shark attack, bear attack happens on land and a shark attack happens in the water. Hopefully. I'm, I'm kidding, of course. Uh, when we say bear attack, that's to get us back on track. When I say shark attack, um, that's because I need to remind myself to save the painting that I'm working on so I don't lose hours and hours of work. And I use shark attack because my sister is a marine biologist and she really likes sharks. And she would like me to tell you that shark attacks are quite uncommon. Don't kill and sharks! And you are more likely to be hit by lightning. Don't lightning. kill sharks! Actually, I don't know if that's true. Um, that being said, if you encounter a shark, either leave it alone or hit it on the nose. Boop! One real good boop, and you'll be good. Actually, don't take this advice. It's just, I'm not qualified to give this. Don't take any of our advice. We are not Don't qualified. Don't get in the water without more adultier adults than me. Uh, I just realized no one can see me giving the ridiculous thumbs up, so I just gave a ridiculous thumbs up with a wacko face. I have a nice picture there. Well, you could always draw them I'm a, a picture. I'm a little tubby and I'm squinting because I don't have my glasses. Oh, Why didn't you bring my glasses? Okay, so uh, here's one that I found on the name generator. Um, it was, I believe it was Kaivelli. K-Y-E-L-I. Um, so Kaivel, maybe? I like that. Um, yeah. We could also make it like Kyville, but I kind of like it as just Kyville or Kyvel, I suppose. Okay, so the tiny town of, of Kyvel, the tiny village up in the crater, surrounded by these forests, um, which are both brown and wooden, as it would so happen, uh, and the petrified forest. Um, now we get to the challenging part. We have sink, hair, and play. So... There could be sinkholes. There could be sinkholes. We also did specify there was a lake. There you go. Although it or seems that you wash the bodies down. I don't know. Um. So maybe. Mm, so that's an idea. So what if there is a problem well, with sinkholes? Like Tom Hiddleston saves me heroically. Yes, I love this. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. Continue. <laughs> no, it's okay. I just went and looked at the share screen for our, our motivational Tom Hiddleston. Um. <laughs> which. Oh god, that's gonna be weird if he ever listens to this podcast by any chance. <laughs> anyway, bear attack! So, okay, so what if there are, are sinkholes that have cropped up over the years, sort of in and around the base of the crater, because... And so there's not any rule about who gets accepted and who's not, just most people don't make it past the sinkholes? Yeah, like, maybe there's a specific way that you have to go through. Like, yeah. there are safe paths, but you have to be sort of maybe recommended to join this place. Or you have to be ridiculously lucky. Ridiculously lucky, yeah. We could bring in, um... I was actually doing some research on... Okay, so real quick to the audience. Uh, I consider culture both setting and character uh, because the setting, both setting and character play into culture and it's really hard to separate one from the other because they're both born from the same tree, I guess. I don't know how you want to call it. So that's why I keep jumping to culture. Uh, crap, where was I going with this comment? What was I saying before? Something about culture being both setting and character. No, but before that. We were talking about you have to be lucky to get Okay, right. Like, I was doing some research on, like, the origins of, of luck in, uh, like, Irish folklore. 
and how it's still treated today, and it's treated almost like a supernatural force. Like, okay. it, like it's a part, it's very much a part of, like, uh, magic. Okay. Or, like, a remnant of that. That might be a cool thing that we could play into with the deities. So if you make it through without help, you're a chosen one, or whatever. Or um, you're maybe you're blessed by these twin sun deities. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, you're considered worthy, or you're considered pure, or whatever, and this could bring up problems down the line, when in reality, maybe you're not chosen, you just so happen to make it through. Um, but, okay. it, I mean, does that make sense? Like, that's how an antagonist could be introduced. Yeah, right, so you, you, you're seeing a potential infiltration later on. So maybe the technology in the outside world or uh, magic or whatever we're going to have within this realm has advanced to the point where he can get through the sinkholes or whatever. Okay. Or she or they or whoever. Um, okay. Because I imagine it's not... So it's not binary, folks. What? Yeah. So I imagine it's not... Because sinkholes by themselves are not inherently, like, the worst thing ever. So I imagine there's other traps. That's just sort of what sort of spun off of yeah. it. Um, yeah. Maybe... I mean, and if, yeah, if you, like, I mean, fall maybe... into a sinkhole, I imagine that you're, like, falling into bones of... Of other, other people? people who have fallen in, so you, like, get impaled. Well, and I imagine that, that maybe it's this was a volcano. Yeah. That maybe it's what's actually, volcano. maybe what's actually happened is a lot of what used to be molten is now solidified. So you're actually, like, sort of falling, you know, you're, you're falling fairly far down, I think. Yeah. Because I imagine that's what's causing this sort of weak spot. Um, mm-hmm. But... I mean, if there's forest, there could also be um, a lot of, you know, brambles and underbrush and things like that. And there's not really clear paths to get up to this place. And then depending on how the lake trickles out of the crater, you could essentially have sort of a mini delta situation in part of it going on that makes the footing kind of treacherous or something of that nature. There's a lot of things that we can play with here. Um, so yeah, so, so it's difficult to get to. It's very treacherous. And, and these people are refugees from what we don't know. <laughs> we'll get there. Because that seems more character and plot driven, maybe. Yeah. Um, hair and play. That's our last two that we have to work in here. Wait, repeat that? Hair, like the hair on your head. And play, okay. like, you know, to play with toys or to play a musical instrument or something of that nature. They played hopscotch over the sinkholes. But her hair got <laughs> caught. Dead. But that's plot. Um, also, that's that went real dark real fast. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, I'm happy. Oh, so happy. <laughs> and, and dead. Flat <laughs> squash. Okay. Um, hair. 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 Um, hair of the dog that you know, someone could get really drunk. Um, that should probably get cut out. What about, what if they're not just using the natural traps? They're also doing, um, they're using, like, tripwire. I have been on the receiving end of one of those. No, but not, fun. Well, not necessarily. Tripwire wire across the ground, and that's how I got impaled, but you know. I was gonna say, not just, like, a tripwire as in we just want to trip them up, but what if, 
what if it's like triggers for traps so okay if what kind of society are we building i don't know is it is like only the strong may enter the hall of valhalla or is it wakanda we're gonna keep to ourselves so nobody bothers us i really think that if we're thinking of this as a refuge i think we're thinking of this as survivors from some sort of war or a particularly oppressive system or maybe they're a minority of some kind Um, maybe i don't know i don't know like because if we do that everyone that's born not born into this place has um some sort of insanely tragic backstory Mm -hmm. do we really want to go that route i'm okay going that route but like the stuff that i the other stuff that i write is angsty enough because when i when i go angsty i go all the way you do go all the way you dial it up to 11 with the angst i say having introduced a character in my story while watching his husband dead dying what have you um oh, I, he I'm, sees it now? he always i mean he saw at least the corpse i haven't decided when he's gonna come into the scene yet but yes poor soren i love him so but um we're we're horrible we're we just we elicit suffering that's what we do um okay so so we can do tragic backstory or we could do maybe they're an enclave of magic users but it's a particular type of magic that is either forbidden or um not looked well upon or something like that or maybe magic in general um which seems a little overdone but it's an okay so here's the thing maybe there's something if we play with the idea of of the original like irish luck that kind of thing and to anyone who is irish or knows more about this than i do i just started researching this like yesterday so go easy on me i just thought it was a cool idea i've read like two articles that i need to go back and find and the opinions of the people who wrote them could be totally wrong fake news fair attack <laughs> fair attack yeah yeah um but uh but yeah I, maybe only those of of magic of any of some kind of magic can get through the sinkholes maybe it's not inherently that they're leaving somewhere else they're just going somewhere maybe the crater like calls to them or something maybe there's this inherent instinctual need to uh go up the crater maybe uh maybe the land surrounding it calls it uh, a sickness or something maybe uh i don't know but maybe people with disabilities or with um issues people that are different are are taken out and left basically uh left on the mountain as like offerings or whatever uh and they believe that this keeps the volcano dormant okay so I actually, you're going in a direction that I like, but what if there are some sort of fae-like creature that already live there? Uh And so we can connect this kind of to the idea of, you know, my baby was swapped with a changeling or or something of that nature, so they leave it out for the fairies to take it back. And there was no changeling. There was no changeling. And the the fairies are like, we're not going to leave this here. We're not going to leave it out to die. Right. But like, but it's not even just, I think we can go with not even just children. Like, I think um, maybe we're dealing with, uh, maybe we have uh, children that start to show signs of autism, um, you know, yeah. as they get a little older. 
Uh, maybe we have people with mental illness. Maybe we have people who have uh, congenital disabilities. Anything yeah. like that. So, so this entire village, this entire town, is full of people who are neurodivergent or um, physically disabled or something of that nature, and they have their own little enclave. Okay, so um, real quick, I'm going to make a request. Okay. I like this. I like this a lot. Um, I I think I see a path for this uh, for this podcast now. I'm thinking that maybe we have some interconnected stories, but we like have one shots, short stories set within this world from different characters. We don't have a set protagonist, and maybe an overarching plot will evolve. But I th- um, I think I if like we this world, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think if we have our two protagonists that we sort of play with, maybe we start with vignettes of them, you know, showing us the world and the people that that live in this town. Um, And and maybe, yeah, maybe a bigger plot emerges. Um, But yeah, I mean, this, this whole town is full of people who are different and who were ostracized. And we are going to ha- be, have to be very careful here because, I mean, you and I both have, you know, a lovely laundry list of, of mental illness issues. Um, so I'm going, I'm going to suggest something and it may be good. It may not be, it may be good. It may be bad. Okay. Um, Hang on one second. Cause I do want to get through this little okay, sorry. warning. We're going to have to be very careful that we don't pull any closer to earth stuff, which is to say, so, uh, closer to earth, Earth is a literary trope, and it's basically the idea that when you have a marginalized or oppressed population, um, women, any kind of racial minorities, um, LGBT people, what have you, that in order to not portray them as negative or to portray negative stereotypes about them, the writer will very often go too far in the opposite direction, and so they are infinitely wiser and more balanced and more rational than your typically white male protagonist who's allowed to be flawed but it's it's the idea that what i want to avoid is the idea that there's anything inherently more magical about these people i don't want there to be anything inherently better softer gentler whatever i don't want these people to be perfect and free of flaws because that's just not true that's just not authentic it's definitely not. Um, I just, I think there is value in having a community of nothing but people who are, for one reason or another, undesirable. That is just a normal community. Of, yeah. Of, of no, just, I completely Right. They're, they're just, they're normal people. There's, there's nothing inherently wrong with them. So, like, here's the thing. I don't, okay, um, trying to figure this out, like, trying to get into the mind of a, uh, of a very superstitious society. Mm-hmm. I like the Fey idea, but this means that we are going to need characters that do not fit the mold that you just gave. Um, what do you mean? If if we have this uh, this idea of changeling children um, that aren't actually changelings, the the Fey are just like this is messed up, and this child is gonna freeze. Yeah. Why are you doing this? Uh, type of type of scenario. So I like that. I like okay. that a lot. I I want to keep that. Um. However, I also like the idea of, you know, in a lot of cultures, like, if you were born as a twin or mm-hmm. a triplet, right? like, you were also cast out. Right. Um, if if you were, I know that during Nazi Germany, like, if you were severely dyslexic, you were put into that camp, too. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and as I am severely dyslexic, I, yeah. uh, Renee proofreads everything because my spelling is so bad. Google doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah, and um, 
just sort of to throw that out there, my husband is also dyslexic and it it wasn't treated with the proper uh, techniques and tips and tricks that would have enabled him to excel in school. So he is the same way. So I'm just sort of the proofreading princess in in this little family of ours. Here's uh, another uh, another thing, though. If I wanted to pull that in, this has to be a society that knows how to read. Yes. Um, which, I don't know, communities that were large, largely literate usually were not as superstitious. Well, I mean, the superstition was definitely still there, but it wasn't quite as strong as it would be without the literacy. But then again, you know, the witch trials and the Vatican killing, like... yeah. 500 werewolves, was it? Yeah, um, I don't think we can say that superstition inherently died out with C. I think there's more to it than that, because it, it matters what you're reading, and it matters, that's, that's you know, how how wide are your experiences in the world? Because yeah. if, if you're only reading a few things that all say the same thing, and everybody around you believes the same thing, and you don't have a lot of social or physical... Uh, in terms of being able to travel, uh, mobility, then your world doesn't really expand and you don't get a chance to meet other people who might not agree with that. Yeah. So I think having people that are literate um, and, and thinking that, that kids who are, for, for their terms, too stupid um, to read, I think that's fine. Or cursed. They could think they were cursed. They could think they were cursed. They could think they were um, changeling. Well, there's a little bit late to be doing the changelings, but they could think they're too stupid and just not worth spending resources on. Um, there's there's a lot of directions to take this, and it's not necessarily going to be the same for every family. Yeah. Um... And obviously not every family is going to want to leave their, their kids or their loved ones on the side of a mountain just because they lost a leg, you know? Yeah. So. Um, I do also think I would like to discuss the, um, the offering idea as well. Uh, because it's not like they're offering something to, uh, to a dragon, but, uh, I don't know. I just, I like that idea that somebody every so often has sacrificed them to the mountain, uh, so it doesn't, like, erupt. Yeah, or, or maybe, um, maybe they think the fairies control the volcano. Yeah. Or yeah, maybe so they because... said either very pretty men or very pretty women at um, or their or, or maybe uh, maybe that they think the volcano is tied to those sun. We'll say gods as a gender neutral term for right now. Um, maybe maybe because you know volcanoes erupt fire and and smoke and ash, and they're connecting it to the suns. Um, maybe okay, this is crazy. This is completely crazy and maybe they don't know that this thing is is so far past erupting that they don't even have to do this anymore here okay so hear me out okay this is crazy and it could be a totally horrible idea okay but what if the society that lives around the mountain or at least one of them controls their uh their sexes their uh born male and female uh i'm trying to come up with like uh how do i say that if i yeah controls their sexes um by only allowing a certain number of uh, male and female, natural-born males and females, to stay. Uh, so for every woman, there has to be, like, a man, and they're only allowed to go within a certain, like, uh, margin of each other. So it's a very, very controlled society, so anyone that's extra gets, like, sent up the mountain. And that's another reason that if you have some kind of disability, 
It's like, no, no, we could get enough. We could get a better one. Um, that would also actually be uh, very interesting for anybody who was intersex or yeah. uh, gender fluid, trans, any situation where the gender and the sex don't match or don't match all the time. Yeah. Um, or, I mean, this brings in a whole, you know what, I'm not even going to say that out loud. I'm going to message it to you because I think it's too far. Um, but it would be a cool idea that you and I could do a private short story on that isn't... So what you're saying is we save that for What the Fick After Dark? Yeah, and read with the lights on and then watch a nice Star vs. the Forces of Evil afterwards. Steven Universe, Star vs. the Forces of Evil, you know. Um, oh dear. Yeah, I don't... You think that wouldn't happen? Oh, I think it would happen. I, I think you're right to not want to do it. Uh, yeah. Uh, you may want to just, uh, cut that, cut that bit out there. I think I'm going to actually leave it. I think it's important for people to remember that coming up with something that's not necessarily a good idea doesn't make you a bad writer by default. And sometimes you come up with ideas that you're just not equipped to tackle for whatever reason, and that's okay. And you can just not do that if you don't think you can give it um, your full attention. So I think I'm just going to leave that in because not all of our ideas are winners. That doesn't make us bad writers by Moving on. Bear attack. Bear really attack. quick to the, to the audience. World building usually takes a long time. And we've been talking uh, about this for about an hour. For about an hour. Uh, here, here's the thing. I'm my my class. I'm in my thesis year. Uh, we're in a very special situation. School's closing, and all of our art classes got pulled into meeting three times a week. And it's not just separate classes. It's just one really long, like five to six hour class uh, where we cover everything. And we're working on a major project called Moons of Sahin. Our world building, like, we just got the finalized script last week, and we've been working on this since, like, April. And uh, it, it was a world that my professor, Jacob, had already started building, like, three years ago. And it's like, we're still not through with it. So, yeah, just a heads up on that note. Which also means oh. that if you're sitting, staring at your project, and you have no idea how some of these things fit together, that's okay. World building takes time. Uh, world building takes time, and it, it happens as you go. The layers build up on top of each other. Renee and I will probably wake up tomorrow and be like, so, thought about some things. Yeah. Uh, we'll come back with the next episode with a whole slew of new things we can't talk about because we're doing characters. Great. Oh, we have carved ourselves a really big oh. mountain across. Yeah. Um, okay, so we do still have to kind of work in hair and play. Um, um okay. Hair. And play has to be with the setting? Uh, yeah, verb, play. Okay, so... Ooh, 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 ooh. Hair. Uh, what about anybody that, that, like, looks physically different? Like, maybe they're albino, or they have some sort of other, like, like vitiligo, or things like that. So it's um, not even just... They could have different hair. Um, oh yeah. Um, so... They could have ridiculously long hair, or they could not have hair. They could not have hair, that would be creepy. And you never, yeah, never get over cool, that. Though. I mean, no it would be cool, but it, it, yeah, it, it would freak me out a little bit. But no, I agree. But think, okay, but think about like the intricate tattoos you could do. Oh, I, there's a lot like, of potential. It just—it's just weirding you out too much. No, what we, if I never show you the fan art. We can do it. It's just I got to get over it in my head. Um, okay. So no, that's fine. Because I mean, hair long 
whimsical, fantastical hair is something that has always been associated with the Fae. And, like, what if our Fae just didn't have it? And we don't have to call them the Fae, either. I just, that's sort of an Earth term. Yeah, I, I mean, I would like to use that. That that brings up another um, question. Is this, if this, uh crater uh is where these fey reside well it, is it always there it could be one place that they reside and maybe there are others in other parts of the this world okay. maybe there's just something about the isolation that they liked in this particular region maybe there are other parts of the world where they live maybe in closer contact with the other people i really want you to read a court of thorns and roses i know you do you're gonna have all the problems with several parts of it but there are going to be other parts where you're just this is beautiful why can't the whole series be like this and i'm gonna go i know right okay so fey without hair play okay so play. so and, and as yeah, a, I'm gonna tie that into as a uh, the, the the sky things like the aurora borealis they could say the sky is playing tonight or the gods are playing tonight yeah yeah they're frolicking instead of the or the stars are playing tonight. Maybe the stars are sort of lesser deities. To or the... the ancestors are playing tonight. Uh, I know that. Uh, yeah. Again, I I, I want to try to make this not like I don't want to go out of my way and say I don't want to do something because it's been done before because that seems silly and that's not really a way to push There's forward. Nothing new under the sun. It, it's there is nothing new under the sun, but also I just don't I don't like the idea of actively pushing in a, a direction because it's it feels fresh rather than pushing in a direction because that feels like where the story wants to go or should go. Yeah, okay, that. Um, so, okay, so the deities are out playing. Um, well, so maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe they don't have very much in the way of night because they have two stars. So when they get night... Uh, they have a midnight sun a lot. Right, so, so maybe there's only a very narrow window where they get enough dark to get auroras right and so it look it, it's like the gods have got the day off yeah maybe the stars have come out to play because they're sort of underlings to these gods because mom and dad are taking a nap something like that yeah i, yeah, kinda, I like that i kind of like that idea i think that's fun okay so we have a little bit about our world we have a little bit about our specific location and and yeah i think think having this village be just the village of sacrifices or of changelings or of the unwanted and maybe that's what kaival means maybe it's like you know home of the unwanted or something i'm throwing things out there and seeing what sticks if the spaghetti is not cooked um, because i imagine that some of the people that end up there i I imagine that some of them were wanted um but if we're going with like a strict gender role society at least one of them. Not necessarily all of them. If this crater is big enough to support a lake and forests and this town, that's that you're probably going to have multiple different at cultures. Least, at least Some multiple of them di- that are probably native to that crater. I was going to say, at least multiple different cities or towns or whatever. Um, possibly like, different cultures, depending on what we think the rest yeah. of the geography looks like. Like the deer people. Right, like if, they're, if we're talking there are multiple different species that live down below then yeah for sure multiple different cultures um okay i'm just gonna hold out for owl harpies or like owl fox griffins because why not we're just making this stuff up doesn't matter we can do whatever we want um <laughs> don't eat me vegetarian um so and i think the other um the other major group of people that i think we're gonna have in that town is people who were escaping from abusive and oppressive situations so right. 
and and there is angst there and i know i know you and i when we get angst together it's it, it's horrible it's just it's this sad sucking whirlpool of depression yeah so this tells me that we're not can't just focus on on that i'm not sure that i want that I'm to a- uh okay so to dominate you think i don't think that's where we should start right i feel I- like we should start on the crater Right. And then we we can show messed up things in the crater. We can show some crap going on with the Fae or the deer peoples. And then we're like, okay, but we could lead the reader to think, why don't these people leave? And then they figure out what's downstairs or like, Oh, that's why. I mean, that's true, well, but as we are I mean, that's that's true, but we are talking theoretically to an audience who is here planning with us. So a bait that, that, that's uh, oh that's a good point. A bait and switch doesn't really <laughs> work. We should have just called this podcast Spoilers <laughs> Alright. Okay. So I think that's a good stopping place for now. We've got a lot to think about. We've got some basic understanding of the location and the people and what they're doing in this location, why they're there. A kind of very, very basic geography. So I, I there there is something to think about about technology levels and individual species and things like that but we are doing character next time so we can get into that more there so i think for now we will call it and we will sleep on it or not sleep on it in my case yeah all right that closes out for today um next time around we're gonna work on some protagonists or a protagonist thank you guys for checking out our very first episode of what the fic If you liked the episode and like what we do here, consider heading over to iTunes and subscribing or leave us a review because that helps us out a lot. We do have a website. The address is a little complicated, so I'm going to just drop that into the show notes. On the website, you will find some random word lists for you to make prompts if you want. And you can send those to us as well as any questions or comments or anything else you might have to our email at whatthefickpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's whatthefickpodcast at gmail.com. And that is on the front page of the website as well. We don't have a Facebook or Twitter yet, but we will soon. When we get those, you can follow us on those platforms and talk at us there, tweet at us, share our updates, whatever. Until then, feel free to talk about us on those platforms anyway. You just can't talk directly to us yet. But please do share those things there and and let people know if you think that they would be interested in the show. Tell them, hey, I just listened to this thing and you might enjoy it. That would be awesome. Uh, We may get an Instagram at some point in the future, but we haven't fully decided on that yet. So if that happens... We will let you know. We will update you here on the show, and then you'll be able to follow us there as well. And on that note, uh, be good, stay writing, and don't let the writer's block get you down. Don't get caught. What? I said, and if you're not good, don't get caught. Well, yeah. (laughs) Don't let the writer's block get you down, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. What the heck was that? Oops. <laughs>
I have no idea what you're talking about. Jackalope mug. I love it. 